0: Mom, Dad, I humbly suggest you save some money and shop Amazon for back to school. It's for my growth, meaning my body's growing at an alarming rate. And clothes you buy me this year will be very small very soon. Plus, the clothes I love today will be out of style tomorrow. But at least your wallet doesn't have to be my fashion victim if you shop low prices for school at Amazon. Hopefully this is helpful. Amazon, spend less, smile more.
1: Capella University is rethinking higher education. With
0: their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.
1: You might not be ready to sell, but you might get an acquisition opportunity out of it. You might be able to buy out a competitor or there might be something wrong in your business that makes it not very attractive to a buyer that a broker or an advisor can point out, and you have the opportunity, the time to fix that before you go to market, because some of these changes can't happen in our businesses overnight.
2: In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses, but how do you do it? Welcome to The Deal Board, presented by Transworld Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the last podcast of 2021, and we have been talking all year about what a seller's market it has been, and we want to get you ready to sell your business because we just think it's an opportune time to sell your business in 2022, and I just wrote an article because uh, that's how passionately I believe about getting ready to sell your business. Listen, if you haven't listened to us right before this and refuse to put your business on the marketplace, you need to at least be ready because we do think that 2022 may be the year that it turns from a seller's market to a buyer's market, and you're going to have to make a quick decision. And so we think um, that it is time to start thinking about it, right, Jess?
1: Right. I mean, look, it's best to be prepared to sell your business at any time anyway, right? We've talked about on the show that a lot of our sellers, they, they don't have this um, plan that's, that's fallen into place perfectly, but they are pushed to sell for personal reasons or things that happen in their lives. So we're going to go through four steps today and just talk you through like, how can you be ready to sell your business? And whether that's 2022 is your goal to sell this year, which like Andy said it should be, it's going to be a great sellers market, especially if, you know, you're towards the end of your career or whether you just want to be prepared in case something happens, you get a new opportunity in your life, something unfortunate happens, you can put these four steps into place pretty easily. Yep. So, let's jump in, right?
2: Yep, let's do it. So, number 1, and I talk about this all the time because the reason most businesses don't sell is because they have unrealistic expectations in the marketplace of what their value is. So the first step as a business owner is you should know what your business is worth. It's essential uh, to really being successful in in the process because you're not gonna know what a good deal or a bad deal is, and you may not trust your broker because you think that they're in it for the commission. So when a good deal comes across, you got to be ready to go and uh, knowing how, how, what's the best way to know what your value is, Jess?
1: I think just, I mean, you can have a valuation done. You can have a broker opinion of value done. Um, Our brokers in Transworld across the US do that. It's not an expensive process. It's not going to take months to get done, but just having like this pulse of like, okay, this is how the market values my business. And, and through that, that process, you also understand how does the market work? How do valuations work? We get that question a lot. Um, we've got a lot of resources too. We've, I mean, we've done podcasts about it. We have a um, some very, very simplified valuation calculator on our website. But even if you're not thinking about selling, it's such a valuable exercise because it sets those expectations like you talked about.
2: And I think you're right. I think you need to seek out some help on this because the value calculation calculator that we have on our site is a great kind of guide to kind of look at it. But we're just coming out of the COVID crisis. Your 2020 revenues and earnings may have been affected greatly. 2021, uh, of course, same thing as, as you wrap up the year, You could have been way more profitable than usual. You could have been still recovering from the COVID crisis. Uh, So 2022, trying to value yourself going into this new year is going to be a little tricky. And you're going to have Mm -hmm. to even look back to 2019 as you recover from the COVID crisis.
1: Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's step number one. I think it's essential, especially like we said, even if you're not thinking about selling just baseline, right? If your future goal planning of, Hey, I want to sell for X amount of dollars in the future, know where you're starting. Yep. So kind of tied into that step two is every business owner's favorite topic, uh, mine and Andy's, cause we talk about it a lot, but is your financials and you really need to clean up your financials. And, and kind of how I explain this to our clients a lot is that your financials are kind of like a scorecard for business buyers and for bankers too, right? And bankers are important because they're going to be funding the deal. And really the, the past history is going to provide kind of insights into the long-term viability of a business. It's really, really important. Um, so we're talking about, you know, at least three years from you know, the day you're selling, maybe more, right? But having really good p ls balance sheets, tax returns, that all tie together, um, this, the, the messiness is really not a good thing for buyers to see. It throws up a lot of red flags. So- I know it's not the fun part of business for a lot, unless you're you know you're a previous CPA, and it's it's definitely not the sexy part of the deal. But it's it's such an important part of the deal. We talk about valuation being like a function of quantitative, the number side, and qualitative, and this is that that quantitative. This is the science side. It's, it's extremely important to have them clean and ready to go anytime when you sell
2: and ready to go based on what a buyer would be buying, right? So again, mm-hmm. we could talk about twenty. Uh, 2020 and 2021 COVID crisis. They're not buying into the COVID crisis. They're buying into uh, 2022 and 2023. Well, what does that look like? Is it best uh, represented by 2018 and 2019? Or is it best represented by the fourth quarter of 2021 singularly or looking into 2022? Interesting, I just had a great case study where I have an advertising firm that in 2019 went into a partnership. The partnership eventually failed. So now we're looking to sell this business. We are pulling 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. 2019 and 20 had this burden of this partnership. So what we've done is we've gone back, we've extricated the partnership costs, expenses, revenues, And we've normalized it against what a buyer would be buying in 2021 and 2022. And of course, this advertising firm has landed some really nice clients uh, at this year in 2021. And now going into 2022, they're going to be incredibly more profitable. So it's about building that model so you can be ready and you be ready to sell.
1: And and, I mean, I think important part of building that model is, you as the owner, understanding what that financial story is, right? So you can work with your advisors and you can work with your broker and tell that story. So yes, it's great to rely on a great bookkeeper, great CPA, but understand the story. And then Also, just a couple things, because we're coming out of a fairly unique period, right, where we had PPP loans, idle SBA loans, and we have seen a lot of those categorized or documented incorrectly on financials. So cleaning up all that stuff, and then you can even go beyond that, cleaning up any liabilities, tax liens, any outstanding financial items that you really need to have off your records for preparation for sale.
2: Yeah, because that leads right into number three. You led me right there. Because you need to be ready to act quickly. And you, tie, you kind of tipped it off in the beginning. You said that you need to be ready to sell. Now, I said you need to be ready to sell because it may flip from a seller's market to a buyer's market. And you may all of a sudden see that the valuations are starting to come down in a general sense but that's not what usually triggers people into selling. what triggers people into selling is something bad happens in their lives or something really good happens in their lives or they make a big decision in their lives. and you can and i you can back me up on this. when sellers get in their head that it's time to go, they can, they can't wait. i mean they no. want out now. and this is a 9 month process at best. and so being able to work quickly is doing the first two things and being ready, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, and you know, I, I've been there personally too. Is once you shift your focus from, I'm not, I'm no longer growing this business, I, I'm, I'm selling it. Um, a, as a seller, that's a really hard mindset to get yourself out of. I mean, obviously, the most important thing you can do during the sales process is to continue running your business profit profitably and as efficiently as you have been. But having this plan in place, um, you know, having the right partners in place, which we'll talk about next. But, you know, there's other things too, is like we talked about tightened financials, but making sure your contracts are tightened up with employees or customers, um, you know, making sure your leases are in good working order, like making sure you actually have a lease, have a good relationship with your landlord. Those are really, really important factors for this plan.
2: Yeah, I'm just working with one right now where the person has about 12 months left on their lease, 29 years in business, and they want to sell for a million dollars. And the landlord's like, well, maybe I don't even want to extend the lease. So that's a major issue that we're trying to work out. And, 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 you know, just one more thing on this one step is it's also important not only to have your business tightened up, but have in your head where you're going. What is your life plan next? Because that's going to help you get through the process of selling. If, selling a business is not easy. If it was easy, everybody be doing it and we wouldn't get paid the money we get for getting these deals done. It's difficult. And to get through that, you're going to have to have some resolve in your heart that this is why I'm doing this. You have to have the why. So get the why by planning the next phase of your life. So it's not a sad day when you sell. I just sold uh, a family, I I shouldn't say who it is, but I just sold a family member's business uh, and uh, medical practice. And he's happy because he has his life planned out what he wants to do next.
1: That's great. Well, and it kind of ties into the last piece is that to get through this process, you have to have the right support around you. And part of that is family and friends that are gonna support you through this process but a bigger part and we've talked about this a lot is the right advisory team. You know, so finding the right business broker, building your exit team, we've talked about this on podcasts before which is a broker, probably a CPA, an attorney and some type some person that's going to help you build that life plan from a financial perspective. Really having the right team in place with the strategies that can help get you through this process, get you the most money at closing that you need to and get you through it in a safe um, manner too from a legal perspective is crucial. And, and starting to build those relationships early too. We see a lot of our, our clients will come to us and you know, we'll ask the question of like, well, when do you wanna sell? tomorrow, right? It's never bad to have these conversations early. You know, just because you talk to a business broker today doesn't mean they're going to pressure you to put your business on the market tomorrow. You can play this process out in your own timeline as well.
2: Yeah. If, if your business broker is pressuring you to put your business for sale, you have the wrong business broker, right? So your business broker, I can't tell you how many people I sit down with on an annual basis, quote unquote friends. Uh, one of the, the, the deals I was just talking about, I've been talking to the seller of this restaurant for no less than 20 years. I mean, I've known him for 20 years. He always threatened to sell and now he's 60 something years old. And you and you said it, um, you know, we've talked about that before that, you know, that's when they kind of kick in, they, uh, the retirement kicks in, the social security uh, kicks in and they're ready to go. And so If you're sitting down with a business broker, they should be sitting with you waiting, you know, kind of guiding you. And we know, we know when we need to take the cues. Uh, Again, earlier, I was, you know, was just talking about the uh, marketing company, advertising company. And I told her, you know, what the expectations of value are now. And she looked at me and she's like, well, then I'm ready to go. And so it's really about having that conversation of what your expectations are, when you want to go. And how best we can structure, and if you have that person ready in your in your, and you trust them because that's what we're gonna you're gonna need to trust this person. so start having those coffees, start having those zooms, start having that conversation with someone,
1: yeah, and you never know what opportunities you get out of it. who knows you might not be ready to sell, but you might get an acquisition opportunity out of it. you might be able to buy out a competitor or you, you, there might be something wrong in your business that makes it not very attractive to a buyer that a broker or an advisor can point out. And you have the opportunity, the time to fix that before you go to market. Cause some of these changes can't happen in our businesses overnight.
2: Yeah. So yeah. Great point. It's a great point.
1: So those are our four steps of of getting ready to sell your business. We do ha- we have some expert advice today specifically on business financials. Um I think in both of our careers Andy we've seen business financials trip up most business owners in the deal process and um you know I've even had some clients I've talked to through the end of the year of you know asking if we can downplay the financials, if buyers will understand they're a little bit messy and the answer is just no, we can't. So we want to provide you some resources today through the, through this expert advice to, to really give you a, a good handle on what business financials are, why they're important, and how they impact the sale.
2: Yeah, and we're wrapping up the year. So there may be things to do that you could close out the area. I mean, even if you closed out the year already and you're listening to this a couple weeks from now, you could still go back before you file your tax returns and you might be able to reconstruct some of the things that you might have done that you thought was a smart idea for tax avoidance, uh, which is a horrible idea for the value of your business. So great advice today. Great show. And uh, looking forward to the new year.
1: Yeah, definitely. Let's get to it. Transworld Business Advisors is the world's largest business brokerage and mergers and acquisitions firm with over 500 brokers in nearly 200 offices worldwide. Transworld's team handles thousands of business sales every year. To be connected with a qualified business broker or learn more about the buying and selling process, visit tworld.com forward slash the deal board or call 888-719-9098
2: everybody. Welcome back and happy holidays. Again, we have a very special guest, a returning guest, uh, because he's so good. And Elliot Holland from Guardian Due Diligence is here. And we're talking about how to be ready to sell in 2022. And of course, one of the biggest things, Elliot, is having a good set of books and records. That's right. And so since it's the end of the year and everybody's going to be handing their books over to their Uh, CPA at the beginning of the year, the CPA is going to finally dive into their QuickBooks. Uh, What should they do? What are some things that they could
0: do to make themselves look better next year? Sure. So a lot of owners are going to look to minimize how much they spend with their accountant and sort of spend the bare minimum to get their taxes filed. And that's it, right? But if you know you're going to be selling next year, what that means that buyers, well, your broker, buyers, anyone who wants to participate in the deal is gonna be looking at your financials with significant scrutiny. So if you're gonna pay for taxes, I'd say take it up to reviewed financials. And if you're gonna do reviewed financials, you might wanna consider an audit. Um, And none of these things are incredibly painful, but what they do is they allow somebody who's looking at the business. Like if I come working for a client six months later to look at your business, And instead of just tax returns, I have reviewed financials from an accountant. Like my heartbeat comes down. I'm not as nervous. And if you have an audit, which is a a higher bar, as a financial diligence person, you've almost put me to sleep. Like I'm, I know your numbers are solid and I just have to do less looking.
2: That's great advice. Uh, You know, it's so few businesses have either reviewed or audited financials unless they have to. And, you know, unless you're a public company or you're running an ESOP or you have some reason to have an audit for shareholder, uh, you know, uh, agreements that you have in place, very right. few go there. And I would imagine the cost because of electronic records has come down somewhat for an audit and a review.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then I would push people if you're selling your business for $500,000, $3 million higher, what are we talking about? Ten grand, you know? And, and, and the other thing is, entrepreneurs will recognize this. There are certain situations where you not spending the money causes somebody else pain. In this process, you as an entrepreneur not spending the money causes you pain the entrepreneur, if you're going to buy, sell your business. For instance, your investment in reviewed financials or an audit, or maybe even an interim CFO to come in and just present a financial package, whatever it is to kind of get things cleaned up, that's going to take $10,000 of pain out of your diligence process the following year when you sell. That's a great advice. I, and
2: and you're that's so right. The pain is going to be passed down the line to the buyer and perhaps the brokers and perhaps to the bank, who's trying to get a deal done. And again, part of our conversation uh, today was talking about how things change very quickly in the marketplace and how you have to be ready to sell. What are some of the other things that you see historically that people do perhaps to save on taxes and other things, or they're just ignoring for years and, you know, now's the time to clean it up. It's the end of the year. Let's have a good 2020, you know, 2021 tax return.
0: So clean up your balance sheet. I'm just going to say it emphatically <laughs> clean up your freaking balance sheet. And you might not be a financial person. If not, ask your accountant what that is. But it's things like half of the deals I work with people on, and I've done almost 30 quality of earnings this year, almost half of them, the seller did not have a good inventory account. And that's going to cause you the seller pain because now we're asking lots of questions about inventory. People want to count the inventory. People want to evaluate how old the inventory was. People want to discount the inventory, all those kinds of things. If your accounts receivable office, whether your controller does it or you have an AP clerk or an AR clerk, if that is not consistent and recorded appropriately, that's going to cause all kinds of issues. So get that cleaned up. If you have debt, that is complicated. You may want to refinance that to debt that's more simple. You don't want buyers having to super magnifying glass, look at your your debt. What other things? So if you didn't file your taxes um, in previous years for whatever reason, make sure you get that in order. And then like fixed asset list. I mean, that's another one that comes up is like people who have trucking businesses or construction businesses Oh, we got a bunch of equipment in the back. No, get an accurate list of what that is.
2: Yeah. You hit on like five things that are perfect. Right. So number one sin that I see out there is people with inaccurate inventories or because they're trying to save on taxes, they just lower the inventory down to next to zero. Or um, like you said, they have just huge amounts of inventory uh, that doesn't turn or old inventory that doesn't turn. So that's Number one, great thing to do also. And then you hit on accounts receivables. A lot of people just let them sit there on their balance sheet and don't clean them up. That's right. So it may be a time to declare some bad debt. Now that does lower the sales
0: number if you do that. Yeah, but what I would say is you should believe that a a normally prudent buyer is gonna do a normally prudent job at understanding your business where they buy it. And they're gonna be more risk prone about your business than you would be as an owner because you've known it for five, 10, 20 years. So when you're thinking about getting like a really big check at close, you have to think about the value of like these small 1000, you know, two day projects that can sort of remove a lot of pain for the seller. Because when I'm asking questions about inventory, the seller's on that call having to field those questions, right, and explain why they didn't do it. Another one that may come up with you sometimes, Andy, a lot of business owners will declare very low profits for taxes year in and year out. And I run my own business, and so I do it as well. But in the year before you're going to sell, you may want to declare a profit on the taxes because the banks are going to ding the buyer if the taxes don't show some profit. And that's going to cause issues with financing for your buyers six to nine months later when you're selling. Right.
2: So it may be the year that you finally decide that you're not going to be super aggressive with things like trips or things like meals and entertainment. Uh, you're not going to be super aggressive with trying to bury things and cost of goods sold with your Costco runs. It might right. be a year that you're going to just yeah. look back on 2021 and say, okay, let's, Let's just have a really good, clean set of books. So the other thing I liked, I think that you brought up, and you could talk to this, um, debt and complicated debt. So PPP is complicated debt these days. Yes. And everybody yes. should be asking for forgiveness by now.
0: Yes. You don't want to transfer that risk to close. You're going to pay for it. Um, debt to or from shareholders is one of the bigger red flags after me doing this for a decade. It's it's oftentimes benign, but when you have profitable businesses, but the, the owner has loaned the business money, it, it screams that the business is not cash flowing, even though it probably is. So but clean that up. I would also encourage sellers. And Andy, you do this work for people. So I, if I'm a seller, I come to you, I want to sell guardian due diligence, my business, right? you're going to say, hey, Elliot, give me your books. And You're going to say, hey, let's pull all these personal expenses out so we can get to seller's discretionary earnings, right? Well, how wonderful would it be if I actually had kept a good list of all my personal expenses the year before I was selling? So I could say, here's my financials, Andy. I'm a seller. And also, here's all my personal expenses in a spreadsheet. Like, I was calculating these and keeping track of them. So something else you can do to. Make it yeah,
2: easier. that that is helpful, and some people keep really good track of that kind of stuff. And also, um, but like you said, if it's not on the front page of the tax returns, where the profit, the depreciation, the interest, the payments to uh, the, the owners, if it's an S corp, uh, that you know, the compensation to o- owners, if that's not on the front page, the banks don't like that. So they don't. Again, it might you know, even though you have a list of it, and you, we could add it back. It's still, if it's a significant portion of what needs to get financed, it's certainly going to ding it. So I, I, I like that advice as well. And um, you did bring up something like not very few companies have a cash flow statement. And so if you do get a review financials and you have actual financials, usually that includes a cash flow statement.
0: That's right. Which, again, helps the buyer zero in on what's going on very quickly. You know, I'm thinking through my how do you communicate this to a, a, an audience of sellers that might not be financially inclined, and and here's I think a decent way. So if you're going to sell your business for a million bucks, think about 10% risk, like or volatility, creates a hundred thousand dollar problem for you. So these things that we're talking about, that a lot of owners are going to be like, oh, forget that stuff. I got a great business. Get out of here. That's fine, but you got to realize that volatility, that unknown is going to create that 10% risk when somebody's assessing it. And if it's a million dollar deal, that's a hundred thousand bucks. So you should be willing to pay some portion of the hundred thousand dollar bucks to clear it up. And oh, by the way, you're not in Excel doing the work yourself. You may just have to pay your accountant a little bit more, one year, but you're going to end up having to do it anyway when you're selling. So what's funny is it's just pulling an expense out of 2022 into 2021, you're going to have to spend it under duress in the future. Right. And 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 it could kill a deal and time kills all deals.
2: And the more time we spend trying to unwind these deals. And uh, one of our famous sayings is the seeds of inconsistency grow wildly. So as soon as a buyer finds something that's inconsistent with what is on the books, then all all the books and records and all the statements that the seller made has now come into question. And this big, you know, black cloud comes over and hangs over it and you get Elliot and Elliot, you might have to spend two or three more times the time to try to unwind or actually calm down the
0: buyer. You said it better than I did. So (laughs) let's spend a little bit of time in it. So when I get a clean set of financials, call it review from a good CPA, and a buyer who's been thoughtful about putting financials in good order and has sort of done their research on selling, right? Listen to Andy's, you know, guys, World or wherever they're going, right? Versus somebody who just, you know, December 31st during New Year's, decided they were going to sell, didn't do any pre-work. And now your buyer says, hey, I want to get guardian due diligence to come look at these two cases, right? When I look at the reviewed financials, clean books, thoughtful seller, I'm like, this is consistent. It's understandable. The seller's put time into thinking about selling the company. It's probably going to be a better transition for my buyer. The banker's going to understand this easily. This is going to be just an exercise in putting the numbers in the right box. On the other hand, when stuff is not done, somebody made a last-minute decision to sell. The books aren't clean. You're right. Now I have to like pull all the stuff apart, kind of throw it on the ground, put it all back together. Each thing is going to cause the buyer heartburn, like you said. Oftentimes I am talking to my buyers off the ledge. Like this is this is normal for this size business, but the the 16th thing that I have to explain that's not normal for most people that's normal for this business is gonna be a problem. And then these packages that guys like I do for due diligence that go to the bank, now the banker is definitely like all beyond themselves. And so your, your comment about inconsistency is so real because the sellers might not recognize all the other people that have to consume this data for them to get that big check.
2: So to, to wrap this up, it, it, it's at the end of the year, they have to file tax returns perhaps by April. And I say right. perhaps because they could always ask for an extension. Is it too late to fix you know,
0: 2021 now? No. No, the beauty is not at all. In fact, you have all degrees of freedom to fix it today in 2021. As of January 2022, you have a few fewer because whatever happened in 2021 happened. But you still have those four months or 10 months to get your accountant in to do solid work, to prepare your business for sale. And so you really should think about like, you know, you're spending, you're buying an insurance policy on a million dollar check, plus or minus. That's what you're doing when you actually get your financials in order. It's like an insurance policy for a million dollar check.
2: You couldn't have summed it up any better. Elliot, if somebody wants to get in touch with you to learn more about your company and what you do, what's the best way to get in touch with you?
0: Sure. Come to my website, guardiandue diligence.com. Guardiandue diligence.com. All of our information is there. We specialize in financial due diligence, quality of earnings, and proof of cash. We focus on sort of main street businesses, um, 500,000, 600,000, a million. And um, we get work done in an efficient way. And that's why Andy has me on the podcast. If I, was, if I was the kind of person that messed up good deals, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, exactly. So
2: thank you, Elliot. I really appreciate you coming in today.
0: Absolutely, Andy. Happy New you. Year. Yeah, same to you.
1: Hey, Andy, do you know what time it is? It's time for our Deal of the Week. Deal of the Week.
2: <laughs>
3: Sold. Hey,
2: we're back, and it is Deal of the Week, and we have Dustin Audette with an amazing deal from Transworld Business Advisors of Colorado. Yep. And Dustin, tell us about this deal.
3: Uh, it was a great deal. So, I had a 37 year old beverage distribution business that covered half of Colorado. Uh, sold to a guy actually that grew up down the road, but it moved away. And uh, the amazing thing is, he, he's continuing on the like, basically a family legacy for these guys. So, it's a very, very neat business. 80 employees, two warehouses. Um, a lot of revenue. Uh, just a beautiful business. Yeah, it sounds like good deals for good people, right? Oh, absolutely. And the beautiful thing is the um, the seller remembers buying sandwiches from the buyer's wife when her family owned a subway down the street. So it's really cool. It went full circle with these guys. Full circle. Uh,
2: great job, Dustin. What's the best way to get in touch with you if somebody else has a beverage company?
3: Yeah, give me a call. I'll give you my personal cell. Why not? 970-618-9338.
2: Great. Thanks for coming aboard. Thank you. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for Listing of the Week. Hey, we're back, and it is Listing of the Week, and I have Austin Higgins from Transworld Business Advisors of... Asheville. Asheville. Asheville, North Carolina. Carolina. Excellent. So, welcome. And you Thanks. have an
3: e commerce business. Yeah, it's a great listing. So, it's uh, the asking price is about $187,000. $187, um, it's an e commerce business in the collectibles space. Um, the seller is a professor, so he's kind of limited in the amount of time he can put in. He's put in about 10 hours a week right now and can show about $80,000 in uh, net income. Um,
2: so, yeah, it's a great listing, and we're getting a lot of activity. We're really excited about that one. Yeah, we, those e-commerce businesses, I'm sure we're going to see lots more of them in the future. So what kind of multiples is it selling for?
3: Uh, right now, we're looking at about two
2: and a half times. Two and a half times on an $80,000, uh, so he's yeah, asking. About, what? 187. 187. Sounds like a great deal. Austin, if they want to know more, I'll get how best to get in touch with you? Sure. So you can reach me at ahiggins at Tworld.com for email. And uh, my cell phone is 702-443-5012. Sounds like a great deal. Give Austin a call. Thanks for being here. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for tuning into the show today. If you like the podcast, share it with your friends on social media. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions or would like to appear, or have suggestions for topics for the show, get in contact with us through our website,
0: thedealboardpodcast.com.
1: Mom, Dad, you should shop Amazon for back to school and save some money. See, I'm currently obsessed with superheroes and need all the superhero stuff. Superhero Launch Box, Superhero Backpack. But next year, it'll be something else. Maybe dinosaurs? I don't know. I'm not a fortune teller. But I can tell you not to spend a fortune and shop low prices for school on Amazon. Okay, good chat. Amazon, spend less, smile more.
0: Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule. So, you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently. acapella.edu